listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Tuesday the 7th of September. This is Recap brought to you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. Please pay attention to the following message even if you fly with us often. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Hi, Jose. Hi, Alice. What's been happening today? Uh, not too much, really. Um, <laughs> yep, some days you know, just like another that. day in lockdown, but um, <laughs> very pleased we'll be moving to level two tomorrow. Sure thing. Yeah, man. What's been your peak of the day? Uh, my peak of the day, uh, I had a very nice lunch from Leftovers, broccoli, rice and tofu. Very nice. Nice. With a little bit of cheese on it and fried up. Very, very nice. It does sound tasty. It, it certainly was. But uh, what's what's been happening on terms of uh, in terms of the market? Yeah, well, it seemed like it was a relatively quiet day in terms of company announcements on the New Zealand Stock Exchange. Um, but I'll kick things off with some news from Australia. Cool, hit us with it. Okay, so it involves a broadband company that's listed on the Australian Stock Exchange called Aussie Broadband. I do quite like that name because it is very self-explanatory <laughs> as to what they do. It is very on the nose, isn't it? Yeah, um, always appreciate that. But they are a um, fairly big company. They have a market capitalization of about 880 million Australian dollars. Uh, and according to their website, they have over 300,000 customers, which makes them the fifth largest provider um, on the national broadband network in Australia. Okay, so what have they been up to? Why are they in the news? Yeah, well, there's actually two pieces of news about Aussie Broadband for the, from the last couple of days. Uh, the first one was an announcement they made yesterday morning saying that they've entered into a 10-year deal with VicTrack. Now, VicTrack is a state-owned organisation that um, owns Victoria's railway and tram lines, uh, networks and infrastructure. It sounds like an interesting pairing, but, but what, what does the, the, the deal involve? Uh, well, they've entered into what they've called a swap agreement. Now, under this deal, VicTrack's going to give Aussie Broadband access to its fibre network. And in return, Aussie Broadband will give VicTrack access to its own fibre network. Uh, now, on top of that, Aussie Broadband will construct some things called points of interconnect for VicTrack. Uh, from what I understand, these things link broadband providers into the national network. Now, Aussie Broadband said that it's going to pay for these uh, points of interconnect out of its own pocket, which is estimated to cost about $1.4 million. Uh, but Aussie Broadband expect to be able to recover this cost um, over the next 10 years um, throughout the course of this deal. Right. But what's, it, what is it, what's in this for them? Yeah, good, good question. So... Uh, Aussie Broadband will have access to VicTrack's network and they said this will significantly increase the geographic reach of its fibre network, uh, particularly into regional Victoria. Uh, now Aussie Broadband also expects that its metro coverage will expand as well. And you said this was for 10 years, eh? You're correct. And then after that 10-year period, uh, they also have the option to extend the agreement for another 10 years and then another 10 years on top of that. So for potentially up to 30 years. 
Right. Now, right at the start, you said that there was another piece of news around Aussie broadband. What was that? Yeah, so just this morning, Aussie Broadband has entered into a trading halt. Uh, So that means you can't buy or sell shares in Aussie Broadband at the moment. Now, Aussie Broadband actually requested the halt this morning uh, because it said it's got an announcement coming out soon about a potential capital raise it's going to do. Uh, So they said that their shares will begin trading again either once the announcement is made or um, on Thursday. So I'll keep my eye out and I might check back in on this later in the week to see what's happened with them. That'd be awesome. Thank you very much, Alice. Now, Jose, you had some news of a coup in Africa. Yeah, you might have seen uh, in the news over the past 24 hours or so that in Guinea there's been a military coup which has shut down the country's National Assembly and seen the president arrested. Uh, the backstory is that the president, Alpha Conde, was re-elected last October amid, amid uh, violent protests. It was a controversial election because Conde had amended the constitution to allow him to run a third time, uh, which sparked the violence and the protests. But he was controversial even before that. He had been accused of human rights abuses and harassment of political rivals. Right, so this is really interesting and sounds very serious, but what makes this um, a financial or investing news story? Yeah, great question. Well, it's all to do with something called bauxite. Now, very, very simply speaking, bauxite is a sedimentary rock used to make aluminium. Guinea produces a lot of it, 82 million tonnes of it in 2020. In terms of production, it's only topped by Australia and China, uh, but it does hold the world's largest reserves of bauxite. Okay, so I'm assuming that the coup uh, and how this might impact bauxite has affected the price of aluminium then? Yeah, bang on. So the coup leaders initially closed Guinea's borders and that pushed the price up to a 10-year high. Uh, it's just added to the price, which has also already been increasing due to a hike in demand that also co- coincided with production cuts in China. And presumably there's a lot of foreign mining companies in Guinea uh, extracting bauxite. Too right. So Rio Tinto, uh, for example... Um, we're all very familiar with the Rio Tinto in New Zealand, that owns a big stake in Halco Mining, which runs a big bauxite operation. The ASX-listed Aluminia uh, Limited and US-based and NICE-listed Alcoa also have a stake in that particular mine. Up until this afternoon, uh, coup leaders had shut down the country's borders, possibly disturbing the supply chain. However, they've since uh, reopened the borders and have exempted the mining industry from any curfews. Uh, I did see a report in the Financial Review from an industry expert uh, stating that, from what they could see, that operations were continuing. But in the medium and long term, it's creating uh, some uncertainty. The UN and the US State Department have all condemned the coup. Uh, It's also thrown into doubt the timeline for a huge Rio Tinto-backed iron ore mine that, uh, if it went ahead, uh, would apparently rival some of the great mines in Australia. Okay, so has there been a reaction from any of these companies that are involved? Yeah, a spokesperson for Alcoa said they were monitoring the situation. Uh, Rio Tinto and Aluminia Limited have not yet commented. But Alice, what's our last news story for today? Well, it's to do with the aviation industry, and there's a bit of a standoff between two of its big players. Sounds interesting. Tell me more. 
Okay, so it involves Ryanair, which is an Irish airline and most well-known for being um, a budget airline in Europe. Um, it offers cheap flights across um, Europe and that. Now, the other big player is none other than Boeing, which uh, we probably all know for being the designer and manufacturer of aircraft. Now, these two companies were negotiating a purchase uh, whereby Ryanair was looking to buy some Boeing 737 MAX 10 jets. I bet buying a handful of planes is no cheap gig. Absolutely not. So this purchase was going to be worth up to tens of billions of dollars. Uh, And a deal like that does take time to negotiate as well. Uh, These two companies had been in talks since December last year um, about this purchase. Okay, so what's happened to the deal? Well, yesterday Ryanair announced that negotiations had fallen apart. Oh, this is juicy. So do they say why that happened? Yeah, they quite simply couldn't agree on a price. Uh, so Ryanair chief executive said that Boeing has a, a, quote, more optimistic outlook on aircraft pricing, unquote. Uh, and meanwhile, Ryanair has a track record of not paying high prices for aircraft. So to put it simply, Ryanair didn't want to pay uh, what Boeing put on the table and Boeing didn't want to budge. Oh, thanks for that update, Alice. And that was Recap for the 7th of September. Thanks for listening. If you are enjoying what you hear, please, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Kakite Bye.